1: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
0: Welcome in, welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Monday, July 27th. I'm Gary, and obviously if you're watching this, you see... There is no Chris today. He is somewhere up in the Great Smoky Mountains, hidden away, trying to enjoy a couple of days of peaceful relaxation before he's got to get in on this uh, this college football stuff that we've got going on. Of course, before we begin, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Make sure that you go and check it out. Of course, all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms are over there. You can find it all. Make sure that you are subscribed uh, Michael jumps in already and says, What's up, Gary? How was the weekend? Weekend was good. Weekend was good. Uh, I had to go to a funeral in Indianapolis. Uh, easy trip. Eight hours one way, eight hours back. And I am back in the studio, ready to rock and roll. Uh, it was a good trip, though. Indianapolis, I had never been before. It's, uh, it's really nice. Matt jumps in on YouTube. He said, What's up? What is up, Matt? Hopefully, everybody is having a wonderful Monday, July 27th. And we have a ton of stuff to get to. A lot of stuff that I was not able to keep up with over the weekend, so I had to do a lot of reading today. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball is back. Uh, something about baboons with chainsaws. We're going to get into all of that. If you have not already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's easy. Apple Podcast is the way that most people go. If you would, leave a nice five-star review over There. We would definitely appreciate that. The algorithm, all that kind of stuff, that stuff matters. The reviews matter. The written reviews matter. The five-star reviews matter. Go leave us a five-star review over there if you would so kindly. We would definitely appreciate that. And if you're watching the show live, of course, I've been talking about all the guys jumping into the chat. You can chat as well. Whatever platform you are on, whether it's Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube, you can jump into the chat, and it will all populate right there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. That is the chat box right there. You can help drive the conversation. So, Michael said he's never been to Indianapolis either. Um, I will tell you this. Beautiful city. I was surprised. I shouldn't have been, of course, but really nice. Really nice. Uh, A lot of great things to see. I mean, it's, you know, landscape is beautiful. Obviously, I'm a big fan of cityscapes and whatnot. So, I enjoy the big cities. And we stayed right in the middle of downtown. It was gorgeous. It was very nice, and it wasn't too hot. The the humidity difference between there and Memphis is unbelievable. So Chris, I'm sure, is enjoying himself. He has uh, he's texted me a few times. Seems to be enjoying what he's uh, what he's doing up in the mountains. So we're gonna leave him alone for a couple of days. Let him get back into town, get rested, and all that, and then he should be back on Thursday's show. No problem. On today's show, let's go ahead and discuss what is going on. In the NFL, the first topic. Jamal Adams was traded from the New York Jets to the Seattle Seahawks. And I was I was initially shocked, right? Two first round picks for a safety is insane. Michael said, We need to get you some Aggie gear. Absolutely not. I'm gonna I'm gonna support my Crimson Tide. That's the way that I do. Is what it is. I'm not saying the Aggies are bad. I'm just saying, I do what I do. So, if you want to send something my way, though, I'll wear it. Just saying, just saying. But with Jamal Adams, two first rounders for a safety, not a common thing, right? You could see two first rounders for a Khalil Mack, two first rounders for a quarterback, two for you know something like that, it, which is a a position that primarily gets paid insanely well. The key positions, right? Safety is not typically a key position. But when you go and you look at when the Seahawks were their most successful, that is when Cam Chancellor was really doing his thing, Earl Thomas really doing his thing, the Legion of Boom. It wasn't Russell Wilson that won them Super Bowls. It was Russell Wilson not messing things up and the defense being able to stop the other team from scoring. That's when they had their most success. The biggest thing was if you look at the heat map, Bill Barnwell tweeted this out. Jamal Adams plays a lot like Cam Chancellor. He is a hybrid guy. He he can cover, but he's more of a run-stopping safety, right? Very hybrid type of player, and I think that that's what they were shooting for here. Now, the other side of this is all of the news today on Monday is saying that the Seahawks and Adams both decided not to do an extension yet. They're going to wait until 2021. So after this season is when they are going to decide whether or not they want to give a full extension. Why would you give up two first-rounders for a guy that you don't know whether or not you are going to keep past this season? Now, I'm sure that the Seahawks think that they are incredibly close to a Super Bowl, right? They made it to the playoffs last year. They have been there basically every year. Russell Wilson obviously playing at his peak right now. But my goodness. Why would you give up two first-round draft picks for a safety for one season? I just don't understand the thought process behind this. And if you want to, you can always, of course, go back and look at the fact that the Texans, I mean, they got a second-round pick in Doug Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. That is just absurd. Now, the Texans also gave up two first-round picks for Laramie Tunsell. Key position, right? Plays tackle on the offensive line. That is a key primary position. Giving up two first-round draft picks for a safety, especially one that there is no guarantee of a contract extension coming, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, watch this team go out and win the Super Bowl this year. You know, I could see that. But either way, uh, what the Jets got back in return, Bradley McDougald, not an awful player. Not an awful player. And a guy that, that, for all we know, wants to be there. Michael said, Seahawks gave up way too much of my opinion. No way I'm betting the franchise on a guy that doesn't touch the ball. It Yes. Agreed. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, I can understand giving it up for a left tackle, especially if you've already got a guy like Watson that is touching the ball every time, right? You need somebody to protect him. On defense, middle linebacker somebody somebody that, that quarterbacks your defense. That's not what Adams is, though. I don't think he's the quarterback of the defense. So... I mean, obviously, we will see what happens here, but good gracious. Two first-rounders just doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. The Jets, however, got away with highway robbery. You get rid of a guy that doesn't want to be on your team anyway, and you get two first-round draft picks for him. And that is unbelievable. Unbelievable in today's age, and it just shows the miserable job that Bill O'Brien did in getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, a second-round pick for that it just drives me nuts. Drives me nuts even thinking about it. And not that I'm even a Texans fan. But if I were a Texans fan, who you could not ship that guy out of here fast enough. Let's see. Matt said they'll screw up the picks. Yeah, it's the Jets. But the more bites you get at the Apple, the better chance you got of getting a good bite, right? See, I mean you get two first round picks, twenty twenty and or twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. That's a lot of twenties in there, right? But if you have more chances at it, you are more than likely going to hit at least one good player. And you got him way cheaper than it's going to cost to re-sign Jamal Adams, right? Let's see. Michael jumps in. The Jets have to make these picks count. Adams wasn't going to make or break their season. It's about Darnold and getting pieces around him. That is exactly right. Exactly right. Again, though, getting rid of him, not that big of a deal. He didn't make or break their team. The Jets got away with robbery here. It's the Seahawks that this doesn't make any sense. Now, at the same time, typically the Seahawks first round picks at the back of the draft, they almost always reach for guys. Now, they are one of the best franchises in the league at developing players. But, I mean, just 2 years ago they used one on Richard Penny. You know, last year they used it on a TCU offensive tackle that just doesn't make any it, it didn't make any sense. It was a bit of a reach. So, you know, we'll see what uh, what happens here. The Seahawks were the ones that typically just kind of threw away those first-round picks and, and really reached for guys. We'll see about the Jets. We'll see what they end up doing with this. Let's move into... Oh, <laughs> Michael said, how do you feel about Bell being butthurt? Le'Veon Bell is butthurt about everything. He is constantly irritated and whiny and whatever. Uh, he needs to come out and show it this year. Uh, bottom line, like, uh, Adam Gase is the coach there. Um, you know... And he he didn't want Le'Veon Bell, so if you got a situation like that, you need to come out and prove it. Like his contract, he can be cut. You know he's got a he's got a lot of guaranteed money and whatnot, but it, it's not as much as it would be if he stays there for the full four years. And I know he wants to get paid again. So it, I, Le'Veon Bell drives me insane. Drives me insane. Let's move on to the NBA. Interesting story from the weekend. Lou Williams. So, let me give you the the full rundown here. Lou Williams plays for the Clippers, up for like sixth man of the year, whatever it is. He has an excused absence from the NBA bubble, which, to me, kind of funny, kind of ridiculous anyway that all these guys have these excused absences, uh, absences and you've got a four-day quarantine or a 10-day quarantine or a 14-day quarantine, depending on what you're doing and where you've been and blah, 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 blah. Right? All these different situations. Within that, he had an excused absence to go to a funeral, which I can understand. I was just at one in Indianapolis. I I get it. But, if you go to one of these things, do not get caught eating at a strip club with a rapper. Not that there's anything wrong with rappers. Not that there's anything wrong with eating. Not that there's anything wrong with strip clubs. But if you are in the middle of an NBA bubble, and it is one of the rules to make sure that you take as few risks as humanly possible so that you can keep from infecting everybody else that is inside of the bubble, simple enough, at least I would think. The rules seem pretty clear-cut with that. And yet, he, go out, he goes out, he gets quarantined. Not quarantined, excuse me. He goes out, he goes to the strip club. He says that it is where they were having their meal after the funeral. And that's totally understandable. I believe the name of the strip club is Magic City, something like that. Uh, Michael said, hi, if Yelp says they have the best hot wings in town, how do you not try them? Matt said he had to boost his immunity by eating strip club food. Look, I have heard that this place has incredible food. Got no problem with that. But the other side of this is the picture that was posted of him was so incredibly... I mean, he's arms around this other guy. That's not maintaining social distancing. That's not... Remember, inside of the NBA bubble, they can't even play doubles ping pong. That's how absurd they're being with this. And not not absurd. It's a rule. It's what they agreed to. It's what they decided on. So, when you go out, you're not supposed to be doing all of these things, right? So, they, they don't know where he's been, what he's been doing, etc. The only thing they've got to go on is a picture that the rapper said was actually an old picture, but in the picture, Lou Williams has got his NBA-assigned face guard, face mask. So you knew that it happened this weekend. So you can't lie about that, because that's already there. Uh, the whole thing was was just absurd. And I get it, right? you You go there to eat. You go and do your thing. If you're going to a funeral, obviously you're going to go to the post-funeral meal. I understand that, but... This is just a bad look. So, of course, today the NBA came down, said that he's got a ten-day quarantine rather than the four-day that he would have been expected to have before. Michael said, "I've been to a five-star steakhouse strip joint in Colorado, but I couldn't bring myself to eat. It just didn't feel clean." I agree. I agree. I've been to, uh, I've been to a few uh, shake joints, I guess you could call it, and I have never eaten at one. Now, to each their own. I don't judge the people that do. That's just a personal choice of mine. I'm not going to judge anybody one way or another. Just for me, I wouldn't do it. But there were no strippers at this place. It's known for its wings. It's known for, you know, the restaurant section. So, I get it. I get it. So, either way, Lou Williams now has a 10-day quarantine. Kind of surprised he didn't get the full 14. But, alas, here we are. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's t r y l i f e m d.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition
1: when we know all
0: of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Story number three, and this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys saw this, and if you did, let me know. Story on Yahoo Sports, and it's all over the place. The baboons at Nosley Safari Park have been spotted with knives and chainsaws. Now, they've got screwdrivers. They've got all kinds of stuff. It says, The primates at Nosley Safari Park in Merseyside are already known for their destructive abilities and have been pictured previously pulling things from visitors' cars. I had no idea about this. I was shocked when I read it. I love it. I love the story. It says, now some staff are concerned that the baboons are being given weapons, quote, for a laugh by uh, by park goers, according to the Sunday Times. One worker told the newspaper, we're not sure if they're being given weapons by some of the guests who want to see them attack cars or if they're fishing them out of pickup trucks and vans. The worker said the animals sometimes go into people's toolboxes to grab what they can, adding one of the baboons was seen lugging around a chainsaw. Another said some had been found with knives and screwdrivers, and also questioned whether the baboons were being armed by visitors on purpose. Uh, The baboons are already known for causing damage to people's vehicles, with one mechanic telling the Sunday Times that they had repaired cars left damaged by the primates. This is absolutely absurd. If I saw baboons walking around with knives and chainsaws and whatever, and they can jump on your car and they can do whatever, there is no chance you would find me in that safari park. No way. I have seen way too many of these movies. Matt said this is Planet of the Apes stuff. Absolutely. There's no way. There's no way you would get me involved in this. I mean, you have to be out of your friggin' mind to go into a safari park where you know that these guys, one, will jump and steal whatever you got on top of your car or in your trunk or in the back of your pickup or whatever. Michael said killer baboons versus murder hornets who you got. Baboons have to be heavy favorite. I might go murder hornets on this. And the only reason I say that is because uh, I think the murder hornets, a little more a little more agility. They can get around from the backside. They can do whatever. And I understand baboons can, can move in any direction, right? I mean, you got arms over here. You got, you know, whatever. They can turn a bunch of flips, all this. Murder hornets still, a little more ability to move around. They can attack from any which direction. Might go murder hornets on that. So, but yes, seeing this, I, I just, there's no way. You could get me involved with a safari park with baboons that are carrying chainsaws and knives and screwdrivers. Absolutely not. We'll move on from that one. The Miami Marlins. And, boy, did it not take long for Major League Baseball to have a big-time problem. Here is what they're saying. Major League Baseball is seeing its first coronavirus cancellations since the restart of the 2020 season. Look, it took four days. They started the season on Thursday night. The full first opening day was on Friday. Then they played on Saturday. They played on Sunday. And the Miami Marlins' home opener today against the Orioles has been postponed, maybe slash canceled, I guess. Uh, Matt said murder hornets by sheer numbers. Michael said I'd take the WCE murder hornets as well. Harder for kill. Believe that. Believe that. But with the Miami Marlins here, We'll explain the situation as best as I can. I tried to read through it. I tried to understand exactly what was happening. It says an outbreak of COVID-19 spread throughout the Miami Marlins clubhouse, bringing the total cases in recent days to at least 13. Sources told ESPN's Jeff Passan and Jesse Rogers. As a result, the Marlins postponed their home opener, scheduled for Monday night. The game between the New York Yankees and the Phillies in Philadelphia, where the Marlins played over the weekend, also was postponed. So what does it mean? It goes through a lot of questions here. Does the Marlins outbreak of positive cases put their season in jeopardy? It says, of course, but that's why there's a taxi squad of up to 30 players. Even if you got to take out every single starter that you got, you still got to roll through the season. It is what it is, right? Next man up, got to keep playing. This one says, what does the Marlins outbreak mean for the state of the MLB season as a whole? Uh, I mean, we're just gonna have to see. You know, if if the Phillies end up testing positive, okay. Along with that. You had the Marlins that played against the Braves right before that. Well, then the Braves went and played at the Mets over the weekend. You know, uh, that's a ton of teams that could be affected at this point. We'll just have to see what the results are from the Phillies and and everywhere else. So who knows what uh, what could come out of this? Um, I mean, it's it, it it's massive. They're gonna the MLB is gonna try and make up these games. Who knows? Who knows? Michael said this sucks. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. I actually got to sit and watch baseball for at least an hour or so. You know, I got to keep up with scores. It was nice to see the the scores scrolling across on the phone, right? And we hadn't really seen that in months at this point. Like, unless you're keeping up with UFC or something like that. But even still, actual team sports, you get to see teams that you know that you've been watching for years, and that was fun. I got to gamble a little bit, made a couple of coins, not too shabby. But, you know, now we got to figure out, all right, how are we going to keep doing this? And I'm, I'm watching the A's and the Angels right now, which I had money on the Angels at, at plus money, and they're down three to nothing in the seventh, but either way. Um, Michael said, does this affect the NFL at all? I think the NFL still has their own issues to deal with, but I don't think that this is a good look for anybody. I think this could end up affecting college football. This could end up affecting NFL. This could—I don't know that it'll affect the NBA because they're starting up this weekend— But we'll see what happens. We will have to see what happens because right now, we don't really know anything other than the Marlins have 13 guys that have tested positive, and it could be even more. You know, we're still waiting on other tests from them. We're going to see what happens. I am livid at this. They made a decision um, on Sunday to go ahead and play even though multiple players had tested positive. So it says there's no rule in place that players can't participate as they await test results, but playing could have been a mistake. It says Miami had multiple positives before Sunday's game, and the contest went on as scheduled. Perhaps any time that happens, it should trigger an automatic postponement. Another red flag here is that even if you test every day, people do not necessarily exhibit symptoms or trigger positive tests right away. Inevitably, infected players will take the field without anyone, including themselves, knowing that they have contracted the virus. To say that this lag is problematic would be a massive understatement, but, of course, that's where all the other protocols, masking, distancing, sanitizing, take on added importance. Along with this, uh, Damien jumps in. He said, what's up? Nice to see you, Damien. Along with this, with the Marlins, the Phillies came out and... What's the good... What, what's the word I'm looking for here? They were they were being a little petty, but they were, they were ratting out the Marlins, as they should at this point, but they completely ratted them out, told everybody that, you know, they weren't social distancing. They weren't staggering their arrival times at the uh, at the park. They, you know, they were not following the protocols that MLB put in place. So, of course, it makes sense that the whole team basically got infected. You've got a, a 30-man roster. Now, you don't take all of them with you, but you got 30 guys, 13 of them, 13 of them have got positive tests now. I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do? It drives me nuts. Michael said, sounds like the Marlins eliminated themselves from the season. Well, I mean, at least from the postseason. You know, again, it's next man up. You still got 17 healthy dudes, or so we think. I mean, we're still waiting on tests and whatnot, but good gracious. Uh, (laughs) Michael said, someone needs to tell the Phillies snitches get stitches. Hey, at this point, normally I would agree with you. However, with this situation, I mean, this could cost the MLB their entire season. If they don't have a season, these players don't get paid. You know, that is a problem. And if it's up, if it's the players that cost these guys the season, I mean, that's, that's an even bigger problem. This is an absolute disaster because it could end up costing us football. It could end up costing us all kinds of things. It could cost us the rest of the MLB season if they decide that uh, these protocols are not enough. That's what I'm worried about. So, obviously something to pay attention to we're going to be talking about it over the next few days since Matt is on here I hope he's uh, hope he's still watching interesting topic that came up over the weekend between myself and a few other guys MLB injuries and we knew that bringing guys back in with a a shortened training period a shortened camp we knew it was going to be a problem in NBA we knew it'd be a problem in the NFL had a feeling it was going to probably happen in Major League Baseball. Uh, Damien said, MLB trying to kill sports again. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if it's again, but, y- yeah. I I feel where you're coming from. Justin Verlander, the ace for the Houston Astros. Uh, Michael said, I know it's because Chris is gone, but I like the topics on the screen just FYI. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Whenever we get to do the show in person again, it will still be there. We just don't have enough room on, on the other screen. So, The way it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, So, with Justin Verlander, the ace for the Houston Astros, being out, it was reported that he was out for the year. He came out on Twitter and said, the report that I'm currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. There is a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that uh, with some rest it will heal, and I'll be able to return soon. Thank you all for the well wishes. Now, a forearm strain is a muscle that is actually connected to the elbow. That's an issue. That is an elbow problem. That's what they... Uh, that's what it was reported as. They are saying that he is out for at least two to three weeks, and then they're going to try to... They're going to test him again and see what, how it feels, etc. The other major injury is Corey Kluber. Um Joseph Gomez said, if your name is on at the... Me- <laughs> or if your name is on the menu at a strip club, you got bigger problems. Yeah. Matt said, it. UCL strain. Let's talk about Corey Kluber for a second. Um and I, I haven't seen the website that's got it listed, but he had a, a tear in a muscle in his shoulder. He is shut down for at least four weeks. In a typical Major League Baseball season, not that big of a deal, right? He got one inning of work in in his Rangers debut. Remember, he was traded from the Indians to the Rangers back in December. He got one inning in and then was taken out. He's now shut down for four weeks at least. In a situation like that, that's almost half the season. I mean, that is a long time. Michael said karma is, uh, karma is a you-know-what in the case of Verlander. Yeah, yeah. And we can go that direction if we want to go that direction. But uh, with Verlander and with Kluber, these are two incredibly important parts of pitching staffs. They just are. Uh, I don't know how else to explain it. They mean a ton to these franchises. Without them, I mean, the Rangers last year were 7th from the bottom in ERA. That matters a ton. Uh, Joseph says, WCE has got anatomy 101. What's connected to the neck bone? Hey, that's why we got Matt on here. Uh, Matt said, it can be they want to save him for next year. Yeah, if you just want to throw away this season, that's fine. Like, I I could see a lot of players doing that. And I could see, once you have an injury like this, you know, you just say, all right, we're going to try and bring him back. But I doubt that they do. Matt said they blow up the injuries now, then get surgery. By the time they return, they won't have enough time to get to training camp. Yeah, and that could be another issue. Who knows how they're going to do this? Who knows what they're going to do? And this is just the beginning. Just the beginning because you're going to see a ton of these injuries because they they haven't been training. They haven't, at least not properly, or at least not the way that you are supposed to to get ready for a, a baseball season. And we all know that injuries happen in baseball anyway. But I think that this year you are going to see a ton more injuries, and as Matt told us, a lot of soft tissue injuries, a lot of muscle injury, you know things like that. It won't be a bunch of broken bones and whatever else. It's going to be stuff because they have not had time to properly train to get ready for a season, or they started training and they were ready, and then they had to shut it down, and now when you try and bring it back, it's just not possible. Joseph Gomez' hamstrings going to blow up on these big boys. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them. Matt said the higher intensity required to play a game is way different than practice. It absolutely is. And and with these two major names in Major League Baseball, we're going to see more. I think we're going to see a lot more, and that sucks. It is a big-time problem, but we will continue to watch so long as they've got it on TV. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. A little bit shorter show than usual, but we've gone about 30 minutes, so... With Chris gone, it may be like that for the next couple of days. Michael said, Not sure if you saw this. Pretty amazing of the Rangers to allow Sam Hilliard's father, who has ALS, to come and watch his first opening day start. Sam grew up a Rangers fan and attending games with his dad. With all the negative in the world this year, moments like this are why I love sports so much. I completely missed it. Completely missed it, but it sounds amazing. So, I will have to go and search for that. So, anybody that wants to search it out, Rangers and Sam Hilliard's father, Sam Hillard's father, um, Go check that out. Go check that out. I'm going to do that as soon as we get off the show. Uh, and once I get done, actually posting everything. <laughs> so, you guys have been fantastic. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much for jumping in today. With it just being me, I know it's not the same. I understand. But I'm trying. I'm trying to do this thing. You guys, come on back in tomorrow. Of course, it'll be around the same time. I think around 4 4 4.30, somewhere in there, central time. Make sure that you've got your dial set. Make sure you are subscribed on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. We'll be on all of the different, uh, different platforms. And, and make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. If you miss the live show, you can always go back and listen to it. It's a quick listen. You put it on whatever speed you want to, and you can fly right through it. But, uh, but yeah, I do appreciate you guys for jumping in. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. You can find everything you need to know there. Matt says yeet. Michael says thanks, Gary Giggum. And... Absolutely go check out sportsbookreview.com. That is where we will have all of our college football content beginning in August. August is this Saturday. So we will have content out this weekend. We will have content out next week. All sorts of good stuff. Now, we're going to keep our NFL stuff, our Major League Baseball, NBA, whatever. We're going to keep that all right here on Winning Cures Everything. But all of that other stuff, College football-wise, we'll be over at sportsbookreview.com, sbrpicks.com, Monster X Gaming 652 said, What are you talking about right now? We are ending the show right now. But if you'll go back and get the podcast or just watch the replay of this, you will be good to go. Joseph said, WCE with the consistency. You better believe it, brother. Absolutely better believe it. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for jumping in. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com. Or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels.